time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Martin Lombard Sinescu, a gentleman, the dedicated curator of Murder's Row in Ferguson's Wax Museum. He ponders the reasons why ordinary men are driven to commit mass murder. What Mr. Sinescu does not know is that the groundwork has already been laid for his own special kind of madness and torment, found only in the Twilight Zone. Episode number 115 of the Twilight Zone was the new exhibit. And, and Sean, before we get into this one. and, and Oh, uh, God. <laughs> yeah, th- this one's a... Uh... This one's the episode hum- was called I Dream of Genie. Yes. Two uh, and a half years before I Dream of Genie. Uh, so so I actually learned a little bit about uh, I Dream of Genie, which is, uh, you know, what we talked about, about uh, in, in the previous episode. And that neither of us liked it much. I was too angry to do the research, Keith. I'm glad you did. <laughs> and it turns out that in 1937... Oh, God. oh no no no! It's it's actually way older than that. It's it's eighteen. Did you find the common thread? Yeah, it's eighteen fifty four. Uh, there was a song called "Genie with the Light Brown Hair." Oh no! And the first uh, the the first uh, first line is "I dream of Genie with the light brown hair." And, and so, I guess this... the genie has light brown hair in both these. Well, no, 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 no. So, so here's here's what happened. So it was made in 1854. So it was it was quite old. And then in 1941, there was an ASCAP uh, boycott, and because okay. of that, the song became public domain. So for a good 20 years, like it was all over the place. Like if you needed a song in some sort of media, it was it was probably there. Is and, that so? If there's an ASCAP boycott, and, the, and ASCAP is like the the union of like songwriters, basically, right? Yeah, like the the copyright group. So, do copyrights just get released if like during a boycott, and then once it's out, like the toothpaste is out of the tube? Ba- basically, because uh, you know, like wow. uh, written written stuff. I know, like it, it's becomes public domain i think like 70 years after the the author's mm-hmm. death unless uh you know the, the estate renews it uh and th- that might even be complicated so it may just end up becoming public domain um but so so basically because there was this boycott in 1941 no one renewed the you know the, <laughs> the copyright on the song so it just became public domain and so that that was all over the place you so Rod's nineteenth century for this, <laughs> exactly. Yes. So Rod Serling, when they're when they're writing this episode, and um, I think it uh, no, it actually was written by somebody else. But but you know, whatever they're yeah. they're putting this this episode together, uh, they named it "I Dream of Genie" as they play on the song title. But is the song about like rubbing a lamp and the genie coming out and w- giving you three wishes? Yes, it is actually. I mean, come on, it, it's, it's about it's about a it's about a genie, um, or or maybe she's just supposed to act like one. I don't, I don't know. I I'm I I 
I don't want to do a deep dive into the into the lyrics of this song just because we both hate <laughs> it. And the song <laughs> is I Dream of Genie J E A N N I E. So yeah. Right. So like Man. so the Twilight Zone episode was like a, a, a you know sort of a semi clever play on on the title of this song whereas the TV series just took the title of the song. Yeah, if you Google the name of the song, it is literally like Bing Crosby, Kate Smith, like so <laughs> everybody basically covering yeah. it, uh, w- which, you know, those would be contemporaries of like the 1930s that you're talking about. Wow, yeah. that's, that's so everybody so was stupid. everybody was doing that song because it was public domain. And so it was all the rage. Yeah, whatever uh, Rod Serling or whoever came up with the title for that episode, they were like, oh, we should call it I Dream of Genie." <laughs> And then, well, uh, and, and then the uh, whoever came up with the series, uh, you know, a couple of years later, they they were just like, "Hey, there's this song about you know why the, not the, why not I dream of genies, so why not why not use that?" So not <laughs> quite a Mandela effect, not quite as interesting as uh, as a Mandela effect would have been. Which you cracked the of, case, yeah, sort of fits the episode actually, just not that interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this episode was a lot better, honestly. Um, in well, uh, dare I mean, that's I say a standout in season four. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, 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 I feel like this is sort of a new Twilight Zone phenomenon. Like we, um, uh, you know, like like we have the Twilight Zone age syndrome, as I call it, where <laughs> yeah. where for for whatever reason they'll they'll say that a character is like 38 years old and both you and i will be looking at the character and like there's no way there's no way he's basically the same age as us and it turns out that the the actor was actually like 53 when they filmed the episode like take take away 60 years of modern medicine and these people age better in the twilight zone than they do in 2022 earth um and i I, i'm also noticing another thing that's come up probably actually more often than twilight zone age syndrome which is how did these two people get together yeah. <laughs> that is that is actually my favorite and there's one episode where i think both of those phenomenons intersect it's like an episode where like the grandma has a connection with the kid and she passes away at the ripe old age of 60 because she's right, a grandma yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she she can't get up the stairs because she's so old yeah. So there's the the age uh, phenomenon in that, and the mother and father of the the, the grandson of the kid in yeah. in that episode. It's all like I believe you also brought that up. Like, how the heck did these people get together? Well, we're we're also going to run into that in a, in I think uh, a, a later later episode uh, this Woo! season. And uh, yeah, just the like what what was their first date like? Where where this oh woman God. was like. This is the this is the one. I gotta hang on to this guy. We have an episode in two weeks that is that, and I like made me want to vomit with rage. Like I just <laughs> was so angry. Anyway, that's that's in that, that's in a couple of weeks. But I'll I'll, I'll reserve my so my, so this my uh, prosecution for them. So this episode features uh, Martin. I'm not. I don't, I don't think Martin ever has a last name, but uh, if he does, it's it's fairly. Uh, uh, I didn't catch one. Yeah, I, <laughs> he I, was I actually the worst part of the episode. He he was. So he works for his boss and like repeatedly says his best friend. 
a, a couple different times during during the yeah. episode. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I, 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 I picture I picture Mr. Ferguson, who's supposed to be, you know, like the, the head honcho of, the, of this, yeah. uh, this museum. I, I bet he didn't know that he was Martin's best friend. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of glossed over. I didn't even I guess I didn't even clock that that he I, I do remember him referring to him as his best friend. But it's like, isn't that your boss, though? Which I guess maybe they're pals. But you're right. F- Ferguson is probably like haven't talked to the guy in years other than work (laughs) other than work about wax figurines yeah uh so martin is giving like a tour through this wax museum and uh they uh uh at at, at one point they're they're focused on uh on jack the ripper and uh uh he hits this little button in the floor and uh jack like (laughs) goes to goes to stab him which i actually thought was pretty cool if if wax museums did stuff like that uh I'm, i might actually go to them i <laughs> my my main so first of all breaking news i loved this episode i thought it was creepy uh love love the heck out of it um it's definitely creepy the, the, <laughs> the hey, and, and again from, from the this could have been an email syndrome uh for the iPhone. <laughs> I, I think it would have been probably would have struck me as like actually legitimately a really good episode if it hadn't been stretched to an hour. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I, I honestly thought that this probably stretched to an hour better than most season four episodes. But my main sticking point was they'd never caught Jack the Ripper. How the heck did the creator of this wax figure know what he looked like? You know, th- that actually came up recently. Uh, and he just know, looks like, like Rasputin in this episode. <laughs> um, which was probably actually what they uh, what they used it for. But uh, so uh, I went with my family to uh, Mackinac Island in uh, in Michigan a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, we were on a tour and we're going by the statue of uh, uh, it's uh, Marquette Park, which is which is, you know, kind of in the middle of the island. And there's a statue of Father Marquette, who the park is named after. And the person who was giving the tour guy, uh, the tour said that um, because of the fact that Father Marquette, you know, lived before, uh, obviously, photographs and nobody ever bothered to make like a woodcut of him or anything like that. Yeah. Nobody knows what the guy looks like. So the uh, so the statue is actually just like the face of the guy who made the statue. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And uh, but, but the funny thing was the guy who made the statue was 75 at the time. And the father Marquette, died <laughs> when, he like, when he was like 35. So it's actually it work. It's the it's the it's the age syndrome. But, but, but that that brings up a good point. So if it was something like that, like the guy who made the, the, the wax figure of Jack the Ripper, nobody knows what uh, Jack the Ripper looks like. Would you use yourself for that? Would, would you want to be Jack the Ripper? It, it seems like like you'd. Like you'd pick somebody you really didn't like and make them Jack the Ripper. What's what's really really interesting too is that this this episode is kind of a gift for people like me because I do nothing but consume true crime media, mm-hmm. and um, Jack There's the Ripper. True crime media out there. <laughs> Why true crime now? Um, Jack the Ripper is the only serial killer out of these five that I recognize. So I'm looking forward to reading or, or watching about Albert Hicks, Henri Landrieu, and the two Williams that they had. Oh, no, well, now we, we should do a little research here. Did, is that actually a thing? 
like was this person yeah yeah, yeah. william I, I just put uh william uh william hair in the google machine and yeah sure enough he actually was legitimately a a murderer yeah it's uh it's very interesting um so looking forward to to learning about them and we actually do know what william hair looked like interesting yes. <laughs> That I I learned something. See, we we learned about the origins of uh, I Dream of Genie, and and I learned that uh, William Hare was a a legitimate uh, Irish uh, uh, serial killer. So that's this is a good episode. I stand by this episode. I like this episode, and what a great change of pace from the past three or four in season <laughs> four, because my God. Uh, so uh, so Mr. Ferguson, who's Martin's best friend. Uh, in addition to being his boss, uh, <laughs> an- announces that uh, the the museum is going to be torn down and replaced by a shopping mall, uh, as uh, was probably happening all over the place in in the uh, early sixties. Sure. And uh, uh, Martin asks him to uh, basically he says uh, nobody wants the the wax figures, so Martin says, "Hey, can I take them?" <laughs> and uh, uh, Martin, you know. Martin takes him home. And uh, the, the one thing I will say is I, I did think that it would be like the obvious thing would be to have him having the the wax figures delivered. And then the wife says, what the hell is going on here? I thought the same thing. <laughs> but, but they actually they actually did. They they implied that she knew that the wax figures were coming ahead of time. So I, I actually kind of appreciated that. And again, these are wax figures. It's not like Elizabeth Taylor and like Rock Hudson and like whatever i don't even think those are 60s <laughs> but these are murderers they're not right. just creepy wax figurines of like presidents or movie stars these are people famous for murdering people yeah it's not a murderer's row like babe ruth and lou Gehrig yeah. or mickey Mantle and, and roger maris no it is a row of murderers. <laughs> murderers row some of oh. them probably use baseball bats but in a very different way which actually does bring up a good point because like it's a wax museum and <laughs> um when when they're going through the the museum you know with the uh uh with the uh the, the guests you can see there's other exhibits so did this guy just <laughs> literally just say i run the, the serial killer the serial killer end of this that's all i care about so those other those other wax figures they can they can pound sand <laughs> also it's a great segue to what i was gonna say like you know I, I think we've talked about uh like problem like harrowing situations in like the media that we consumed as kids we would yeah. think that we would encounter things like quicksand quicksand just not a, not as much of a problem as i thought it was gonna be growing no, not up at all can we can we move on have you ever been to the to a wax museum where it has to be like 40 degrees otherwise the wax will melt it's not that kind of wax like it's not super freezing when you walk into a wax museum do you re- like and then they spend half of this episode this hour long episode about like well you know she's going to sneak down and turn the air off uh, but you know the air conditioning sucking up all her savings and stuff like that yeah, I've only been to one wax museum that I that I know of. Um, that was in Canada, so I mean they they didn't have to worry about it getting too hot anyway. Um, although although it was it was May, so I I, I, don't, I, like I, don't, I let me let me put it this way: the I don't recall having to put a jacket on to go into said wax museum. <laughs> I like how you said I've been to one wax museum that I know of. 
<laughs> like, well, I was in a Hardee's. Um, it could have been a Matt Wax Museum. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I know I've been to other places that, like, probably would have had wax figures, like uh, sure. uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. and, and Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure not you can call that a wax museum. A wax museum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I may have been kidnapped and taken to a wax museum. <laughs> the blindfold was on. I, I don't know. Who's to say? I, I've led a, an eventful life. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, so you really just covered your. You know, I'm going to cover all my bases and just say that I know of. I've been to only one. So yeah, no one can but, come up to me and say, no, no, no. We went, I know we went to two. Yeah. Just and, you and, and, me. and and that would happen based on the, the, the sort of people that I, I pal around with, they would literally <laughs> point out to me. And that's what hey. gets you canceled. Yeah. <laughs> it, it turns out that, uh, turns out that I've been to dozens of wax museums. I go to a wax <laughs> museum every weekend. I just forgot about it. Uh, clearly, they're very forgetful. So uh, obviously, this <laughs> this are. is the '60s because uh, uh, putting an air conditioner in is a big deal. Oh my god! Huge, uh, huge. You know, nowadays you just go to Walmart and buy one. Uh, you know, the in this particular situation, it's a big deal. <laughs> it is. It is a big deal, and like you know, we we said before, it is eating up all of their savings within a month. Yeah. Which, by the way, it, it's been very hot in Chicago for the past uh, couple of weeks. So we've yeah. had the air conditioner going on. By the way, we have an air conditioner, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, we've had it going on, uh, you know, pretty pretty constantly for the past couple of weeks. And I will admit, definitely more expensive than it is during the winter when we're not running said air conditioner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And admi admittedly, this is a, a an energy friendly uh, air conditioner, <clears throat> but but still. Uh, it's not draining our savings. We're we're still doing okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> speaking of, I'm so sorry to kind of pull us away from the plot, but, oh, but no, this is about. <laughs> but this is about the episode. So, <clears throat> I I think I need to go back. I'm definitely going to be on the lookout for episodes in the future. But I think I need to go back and and see if this was a thing in in the previous 115 whatever episodes. Um, mm -hmm. The doors are so big. The doors that that characters walk through in this episode are so tall. They're about, I'm going to say, 1.8 times the height of a normal person. And I don't know if that was just 1960s opulence. Like, you know, there's a Turkish rug in every room and a 14-foot, uh, uh, you know, ceiling in every house. So, but it just seemed unnecessary how tall the doors were i know that's a weird I, thing I, to, to call out but i i didn't uh i i never noticed that now i feel like i have to go go back and uh watch this maybe maybe we should just do this whole podcast over again <laughs> and actually pay attention to uh to to like it, it'll be it'll be time enough at last the minutia edition <laughs> you know my uh, mom my mom just started listening to the show and it's funny because she, uh, you know, she's, we started in March of 2020 and it's, it, it I kind of want to go back and listen to those early episodes where it's like, oh yeah, this, this pandemic will last a couple months, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Are, are we going to keep doing this podcast when the pandemic ends in a couple of weeks? 
so glad we have all this time to do this podcast <laughs> this temporary pandemic yeah uh oh so uh so sweet and innocent back <laughs> the in early days. days yeah um so uh what once the uh once the wax figures are ensconced in the basement which which by the way i mean not to get on on this heating and cooling side jag we've been on for a while <laughs> but it, it's gonna be cooler in the basement like even if it's summer it's it's gonna be cooler in the basement so why all this yeah. <laughs> you'd think that I, would I, be I enough understand. Uh, we we need we need Hiller to come in and and take care of us. <laughs> I just assumed they were a nationwide chain. Hiller air conditioning. I I don't think so, but uh, um, now they will live in infamy. Just have you heard about the vendor that they're partnering with? It's uh, called uh, uh, Mussolini uh, uh, gonna... freezers or something. I was gonna say. I was gonna say uh, Goebbels. Uh, where will Goebbels up the your heat? I don't know. I'm workshopping uh, it. There's a construction yeah, yeah. hat on that joke. <laughs> Access heating and cooling. We're we're here yeah, for uh, we're here for all your needs. Um. <laughs> so uh, a- after after a while of uh, the the constant running of the air conditioning, draining their savings. Um, Emma, Martin's wife, decides uh, she's had enough. And she comes up with the idea of shutting off the air conditioner uh, so that uh, theoretically the wax figures will melt. And um, Jack the Ripper uh, kills her, basically, uh, which is not uninspired. (laughs) In a pretty uninspired knife swing. Yeah, basically. But I mean, he's a wax figure. He can only do so much. It's true. It's true. Uh, so the it. next, the, the next morning, uh, Martin discovers her. And so, so here's my question. So like, uh, okay. So then, uh, you know, Mark, uh, Emma's brother is not buying the explanation that Martin comes up with. Um, so, you know, he goes down to, to check things out and, uh, you know, uh, one of the, uh, wax figures kills him. And then, uh, uh actually Mr. Ferguson, Martin's best friend, by the way. Best friend. Best friend. Uh, comes back and, and says, "Hey, I, I found a buyer for the uh, for the wax figures." And by the way, it's the guy who made the wax figures. So, <laughs> you know, I, I I don't get why it was supposed to be so uh, so horrible that uh, that the yeah. wax figures are going away. Uh, but the wax figures ultimately kill uh, Mr. Ferguson, Martin's best friend, <laughs> and. Like up until that point, like he's he's a little obsessed with the um, with the wax figures. Yeah. But at that point, he starts like actually like legitimately having like arguments with them. Yeah. I I just wonder, like, was was he was he like crazy and talking to them the whole time or did it just like emerge as they went on their killing spree? I I assume the murders kind of pushed him over the edge, but you know <laughs> these these wax figures killed his wife, mm-hmm. killed Dave, and then that wasn't enough for him to want to fight back until 
they kill his best friend, Mr. Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we see the hierarchy of uh, of uh, Martin's life. <laughs> that was a fridge too far for him. I, I, I guess that uh, fridge too far. That That's it. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we, we made it, I, I think, uh, 23 minutes without a Simpsons reference. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, us. <laughs> So um, in episode 502, when Homer tries to <laughs> eat his way to workers' compensation. Um, no, and like, it, literally, like, these these things kill his wife, and he's like, ah, we still got to kind of save him, right? Yeah. Because, well, he and then, does actually say that, uh, you know, he, he basically says no one would believe him if he said the wax yeah. figures killed my wife, which he is correct about. I, I don't think anyone would believe him about that. But also, you know, to your point about the person, the buyer that they find is the person who made the wax figurines. I just assumed he was so attached to these things because he he made them. Mm -hmm. But no, he was just a curator. Yeah, he was he he just worked around them and and, and really liked them. <laughs> Which I, I guess like he was really dedicated to his job because his boss was his best friend. <laughs> He was willing to cover up murders from the wax figures. So I don't know why I love this episode so much, but it is. I don't either. <laughs> it hits the spot. It's creepy. It's very well, creepy. It, it, is, it is actually, uh, it is, uh, it is pretty good. Um, it, it's one I definitely remember seeing when I was younger and being, you know, totally creeped out. And, oh, yeah. I, you know, to the point that you brought up uh, earlier, um, you know, things we thought were going to be a much bigger deal. Uh, when we were younger. <laughs> I, I don't know how old uh, I was when I first saw this thing, uh, you know, probably really, really young, but I, I yeah. thought that it was legitimately possible that wax figures could, uh, could come to life. And, and that was something to be worried <laughs> about, which is probably why I've only been to 600 wax museums. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, so here's here's the thing. Here, here's uh, you know one last question about this uh, particular episode. Um, so at the what, end, is he use a crowbar? Well, yeah, that's, just turn yeah. just turn off the air conditioner. Uh, yeah, that's all you have to do. Just unplug it they, <laughs> and walk away. No, I know. I know. Jack the Ripper can apparently move one of his arms, but it's not. Yeah, like don't come within like three feet yeah. of him. So here, so here's my question. So after he's yelling at them, you know, after they they killed his best friend, um, <laughs> so the the wax figures actually start talking back to him, and they say, "No, you're the one who killed them." Yeah, that I thought they could have done a better job of like, because obviously he didn't kill him. You know, he was upstairs. Well, that was that was going to be my my question is like, is he just like sort of manufacturing this alternate reality in his head? This Mandela effect, been, if you will. That would have been a perfect way to, to end the episode that it was actually him doing it all the time, but they just, they didn't set that up at all. It sucks. Yeah. I hate uh, this episode. <laughs> Screw it. I hate this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's actually, um, you know, I, I guess I was actually starting to uh, believe the wax figures because when they said that, I... I thought that's what the episode is kind of implying that he was actually the one who killed them. Uh, and, you know, he just sort of like manufactured this thing in his head where he, you know, was, was upstairs and, and didn't know that, uh, that his wife had been killed and, and, you know, everything else. Um, I guess the takeaway is don't trust Jack the Ripper. 
Go figure. Wax figure. The new exhibit became very popular at Marchand's. But of all the figures, none was ever regarded with more dread than that of Martin Lombard Senescu. It was something about the eyes, people said. It's the look that one often gets after taking a quick walk through the Twilight Zone. Cabotron?